keeping it local all day, every day. Life Beats, Life Beats. with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. Yes, hello and welcome to the second hour of Life Beats with me, Sally Musa. We are about to welcome back Mr. and Mrs. Muscle, Mike and Viva back. Yes, talking all things nutrition and fitness as well. Uh, it is World Diabetes Day, as you just heard in the discussion with Dr. Madani. Um, but we're going to be discussing today intermittent fasting. How can that actually help you with diabetes and with your overall health and achieving your health goals, your health and fitness goals? with intermittent fasting. Of course, you can send in your questions on exercise, nutrition for them as well. Uh, Cardio versus weights. It's one that we've been wanting to cover. We may get time for that today. Just listen out. We'll see how it goes. It is Life Beats with me, Sally Musa on Pulse95. You're listening to Pulse95. Life Beats Beats. with Sally Musa only on Pulse95. Hey, hey, hello and welcome to everybody. It is World Diabetes Day. Um, we're sounding very excited, I know, but it's uh, because Mike and Viv are back. Hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> really good to have you guys back again in the studio on Life Beats. And um, as we're mentioning, World Diabetes Day. Uh, but you guys had suggested to me the topic of intermittent fasting even before, yes. um, you know, we realized what day it was. And actually, they go hand in hand. to achieve health goals, fitness goals, lots of different things. So let's just kind of start at the beginning and ask, what is intermittent fasting? Okay, so intermittent fasting is not exactly a diet, but it's like a lifestyle. So you're basically going in and out of periods of eating and not eating. Mm -hmm. Okay. And um, there are different types of um, intermittent fasting. And the two main ones that we'll mention today are the 5-2 method. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> and the um, 16 slash 8 hour method. Okay. So the 5-2 method is where you eat normally for five days. And then for two days that you'll have a full day of fasting uh, until a certain point where you eat about 500 to 600 calories. Okay. So it's really limited um, calorie intake on those two days. And they don't have to be one after the other, do they? No, it doesn't have to be consecutive. Okay. So let's talk about why is this, it it feels like it's such a big trend now. I hear a lot of people talking about fasting. You know, yeah, Muslims do it all the time. Once a year in Ramadan, we fast, we do that. But sometimes I wonder if we do it correctly. We overindulge and that is not good. Yeah, that's, that's the, um, that's, it's, with any diet or with any eating method, usually mm. supervisional research is required. And um, in regards to fasting being a trend, it's weird because it's been around for centuries. Like right. it's been around for a very, very long Millennia. time. Millennia, yeah. Um, in regards to the overindulgence, just bringing it back to that short time period, because there is a big restriction, the focus is on I need quick energy. Because you're fasting, you've had no energy. There wasn't really uh, a set plan towards it. So if you're having a refeed and you're eating the wrong things, you're not really getting the nutrients that are keeping you going for a long period of time. So you're constantly hungry and that's where the overindulgence comes mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. But the benefit side of doing the intermittent fasting properly, I'll use the 16-8 method. That's the one that's quite popular and I'm, I'm a fan of that one. Is that inside of your eating window, you're keeping that insulin level steady. When you go through that fasting period, you're allowing that insulin level to drop nice and steady. If without the intermittent fasting, when we eat normally, we have series of insulin spikes. So bringing it back to the diabetes, when you have a series of insulin spikes, 
if you're someone that suffers with diabetes, this is an issue for you. It's an issue, A, making sure that insulin is um, able to be used properly, but it's also an issue because you don't know how high that insulin spike is going if you don't measure it. So um, with regards to the intermittent fasting, it's very, very good at controlling or helping to manage the blood glucose levels, manage those uh, insulin spikes that you have and focusing on bringing that insulin level down. And that's where other things come in into hand in hand with intermittent fasting. Mm. So how does it as well help you achieve like fitness goals, for example, um, weight loss? Uh, and other health benefits. What are the other health benefits that you can find with intermittent fasting? So with intermittent fasting, as we mentioned, when your insulin level goes down, mm. you're in that state of fat burning. And it's that fat burning state that allows you to go through that period of weight loss, mm -hmm. um, controlling that blood sugar levels, starving your muscles of the, sorry, using the glucose from your muscles helps um, with regards to trying to uh, recover that energy from, from uh, the use of insulin. So. In terms of bringing that insulin level down, you go into a very, very fast, high fat burning state. And um, you, you were saying something earlier about the benefits regarding exercise. Um, so, yeah, there are plenty of bene uh, benefits, but um, the main ones I would say for intermittent fasting would be, oh, sorry, I've lost my trail of thought here. No, so, so bring it, sorry, sorry guys, bring it back. So with regards to the benefits of intermittent fasting and exercise, it's all about the control of your blood sugar level. It's all about bringing that insulin oh, level yes. down, raising up the um, fat burning state that you're in. Also, it helps with any cravings that you may have. So fighting off cravings is yep. a very, very key thing when it comes to being able to manage that weight loss um, side of things. It's interesting because we did have a question uh, earlier in the show, uh, in the first hour when we were talking about diabetes and um, oftentimes people who are diabetic or pre-diabetic, they do have those cravings, particularly for sugar. Yes. Um, and so it's like, how do you even control those cravings? So this is one way that you can do that. Definitely. And and um, again, the focus is heavily on the diet. So the focus would be on having foods that are low on the GI scale. So mm -hmm. low on the glycemic index. To fight the cravings, we, we have cravings. I think I've mentioned this before. We have cravings because of a lack of nutrients, a lack of minerals. Uh, sweet cravings usually happen because of a lack of uh, things like magnesium. So your focus needs to be on getting those nutrient-dense foods, yep. especially those green veg, the whole grains. Those are the things that help to fight and keep away the cravings. But so does exercise. You know, when you're exercising, you help uh, you, that focus and you're using, um, again, using the glucose in your system. You're helping to balance your hormones. That, again, helps fight the cravings. Two great ways to control those cravings. So I hope I hope that helped. I think it was Mary. Was it Mary, Maryam, Mikhail, uh, that we had earlier with that question about her mum? Yeah, it was. It was Mary Sharif. Yes. Uh, so hopefully that will help. Uh, we're going to come back in just a moment with Mr. and Mrs. Muscle talking about um, how best to implement intermittent fasting as well. That is really important. Uh, and you alluded to that just now, uh, Mike, in terms of the kinds of foods that you should be eating. It's not like a free-for-all. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> where you get to eat whatever you want and in whatever quantities. Uh, there are very specific ways of implementing it and it could do wonders for your health. We're going to be talking about that and more on Life Beats on Pulse95. Life Beats. Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. 95. Talking intermittent fasting with Mr. and Mrs. Muscle. Uh, in the break, 
Uh, we were kind of talking about the fact that, yeah, um, fasting has been done for millennia, right? And Muslims definitely do it, but we do it all wrong. Um, the, uh, we were talking about how there's very specific advice, um, even, you know, from the Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him. He was really specific. He hated seeing anybody with a gut. He didn't like to see anybody overeat. There, there are, there's a, there's a very specific etiquette of eating as well that you should only eat, you know, what's close to you, eat with other people. Um, but he was really specific. He said, the way that you should eat, your stomach should be a third food, a third drink, and a third for air. You should, under no, the fasting, not fasting, under no circumstances should you overweight. But we inhale food now. <laughs> this is just how people eat. You know, it's just incredible. I mean, and this is where, you know, the whole idea of intermittent fasting, it kind of resets yes. how we eat, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. So how do you do it properly? So th th there's first, you'd have to choose the method that you're going to go. There's so many different methods of fasting. There's no rules. There's no set specific way. Um, as mentioned, some of the popular ones are 16-8, where you would fast for 16 hours and have an eating window of eight hours. So it could be that you decide to stop eating at 8 p.m. and then... The next, uh, the following day, you start eating again at 12, and that's your 16-hour fast. Um, there's also the 5-2 method, as we mentioned before. Five days of eating normal, two days of fasting, where you're restricted to about five to 600 calories. And then there's alternate day fasting, mm -hmm. yeah, where you eat normal and then maybe, you know, for two days, and then the following day, you do a 24-hour fast. I would recommend if anyone's starting out to start with the 16-8, if that's too long, maybe do 12 hours of fasting, 12 hours of eating. But it's all about the foods that you consume during the fast. This is the most important part. Your, your, the whole aim of intermittent fasting is to bring the insulin levels down. For you to be able to do that, you need to consume low glycemic index foods, foods that don't cause huge uh, insulin spikes. So let's start with starches. Everyone, this is bring, even bringing it back to diabetics. Even if you're diabetic, you need carbohydrates. They're the only things that fuel your cells. So you're looking at whole grain carbs. Try to kind of stay clear of the uh, simple carbs like white rice. Focus on brown brown rice, quinoa, uh, sweet baked potato. Those are your whole grain kind of, um, well, potatoes are whole grain, but those are your whole grain kind of starches, your complex carbs. Mm -hmm. And it's the same with fruit, uh, sorry, fruit and veg. Stick to the greens. And these um, are low GI. Yeah. All low GI yeah, foods. Yeah, yeah. Um, breaking the fast. Viv, Viv has a great way of breaking uh, her intermittent fast though, when we do do it, uh, which is... So basically, you do not want to overload your system with the carbs. Um, you want to have something that will stimulate your digest digestive tract. And um, so you would have either apple cider vinegar or some lemon water. Okay. And you'll do that for about, you'll have it and then you'll sit for about 15 to 30 minutes before you actually eat. But hang on, like apple cider vinegar, that's quite strong because it's vinegar. It how is much, quite how strong, much are you having or are you diluting with water or how does it work? Usually like a, a tablespoon or so. But okay. um, it depends how sensitive your stomach is as well. Okay. Um, for me, I don't have a lot at all. I've got very sensitive stomach. Yeah. Um, but even with the lemon as well, I like it is supposed to be alkaline in the body, but going down, it can feel quite acidic. So yeah. I try not to have too much at a time. But because my my stomach is sensitive, it responds very quickly, mm. and basically it's um it's ready to digest. So it's already created those digestive enzymes, so that I'm ready to eat. Yeah. And so when I when I do break the fast, ideally my ideal meal would be like whole grain rice, spinach, and I do have like grilled chicken. 
and sometimes with the boiled plantain to add a little tiny <laughs> extra sweet kick but obviously everything is in like moderation mm. so with my I have a set amount I don't measure it but I have a visual measurement of how much rice I would have or how much um, chicken I would have and also with the vegetable because you've got experience with that kind of thing but maybe somebody who doesn't have um, experience with uh, portion sizes um what is it that they say that your palm size should be your be your protein in terms of chicken or meat or yes. the size yeah. of your palm or the fist yeah. yeah yeah so that's how much you should be having in terms of that yeah. vegetables are generally unlimited can we agree on that yeah, the good veg yeah the green the dark green <laughs> yeah. veg you can have loads of loads of that because yeah. it's really really low in the calories and again yeah. it's nutrient dense and it'll fill um, you up yeah and it'll definitely help to fill you up what are the ones you talked about last night cruciferous oh cruciferous uh, yeah. veg the cruciferous you know, vegetables the broccoli cabbage kale they're um, brilliant. Yeah, those those things you should definitely focus on having. Go for that. And lightly steam them. You know, you, you don't want to overcook them and cook the nutrients out of them. Yeah. So um, that's that's the focus that you want to kind of have. All right, Mikhail, who is uh, behind our Insta Live today, we've got uh, comments, questions coming in. Yeah, we got one from Maria. She says, uh, she says um, I usually get very weak uh, when I'm fasting. Why is that? Um, usually it's because you're blood sugar levels are probably they're lower so when you're fasting can i ask maria how how long are you fasting for before you start feeling very very weak uh, mm -hmm. if, if they're able to respond to that because what tends to happen is if you fast for a long period of time you, you haven't got any energy your, your glucose levels are starting to go down and your body does need this this is where the carbohydrates come in uh, what we tend to suggest is drinking uh, drinking more water um again it comes down to what you're eating in that eating window that's going to help you prevent uh, so that's going to prevent you feeling very, very low in, in energy that you have. Mm. But it comes down to what you're eating in that eating window. Make sure you've got those nutrient-dense foods. Nutrient-dense foods. Going on. Um, but can you drink tea or coffee when you are fasting? Yes, yeah. without milk, without sugar. <laughs> We're not talking Muslim fasting here, just in case people start <laughs> texting in and completely outraged or whatever. We're talking about the intermittent fasting for nutritional purposes. Yeah. Okay. During the actual fast... You can have tea, you can have coffee, but again, it's got to be without milk, without sugar. And the reason is you don't want to cause any insulin spike whatsoever. The focus here, remember guys, is to keep the insulin levels down and mm. flat. Mm. Yeah. Maria responded, she says, uh, three days. Oh, she's doing a three day straight fast. That's definitely, so, so with regards to that, again, these kind of things should be supervised. If you're doing a three day fast and we're talking no food whatsoever, 100%, you haven't got the energy um, that you need to physically move. We, we, we have something called a BMR, basal metabolic rate. Mm -hmm. That's the base level of energy you need just to brush your teeth, to wake up out of bed, you know, to, to go to the toilet. You need that energy and it comes from calories. That's going to come from having food. So, um, again, it's down to what people can do. I personally wouldn't suggest doing a three-day fast straight. I would focus on breaking that fast um, and do maybe alternate day fasting if, you, if you're looking to do the longer term fast. So have one day where you're having your normal calories, your normal intake. Then the following day, consider doing a 24-hour fast. Make sure you're drinking, but also make sure you're not doing any over-strenuous exercise. So if your work um, requires you to move around a lot, then you've got to consider how you can factor this fast in. All right, we're going to come back in just a moment and talk a bit more about uh, intimate fasting. If you've got questions for Mike and Viv, Mr. and Mrs. Muscle, send them in now. And we're going to be talking about how exercise can also help you control not just your weight, but diabetes as well. Uh, lots more coming up on Life Beats next on Pulse95.
Life Beats, Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. 95. Mike and Viv are here, Mr. and Mrs. Muzzle, and we are talking intermittent fasting and all the benefits that come with it. Autophagy is one of them, apparently. Yes. <laughs> Mr. Muzzle, tell me more. Yeah, so I forgot to mention to you guys about autophagy. So w- one of the uh, biggest benefits when it comes to intermittent fasting is that your body goes through this process of renewing your cells. Mm. Um, and it's it's those damaged cells that can lead to a number of problems whether it's muscular problems, hormonal issues, and things like that. So with the renewing of cells, it helps. Um, fasting goes through that process where, you know, the healthy cells destroy the old, uh, old cells, the damaged cells, and helps to reinvigorate that individual. So um, very, very huge, very, very important benefit. And that's why you need to you, you, you need to get away from eating, basically, uh, to allow the body to, to just go into that state, don't yes, you? Yes, 100%. Mm. Um, it, it, look... Your body is made up of, of loads of nutrients. You have energy inside you. I think a few weeks back we mentioned about being this big ball of energy. We have the energy to survive. It just comes down to a mental thing. And it's about giving your body that chance, that opportunity to tap into the storage. Let's, let's reverse it a bit. You store, you know, you store uh, glucose and you store fat so that it can be turned back into glucose when it's needed. If we look at the old caveman times, you know, when people used to have to physically go and hunt to gather their food they were tapping into those storage um you know they were tapping into their fat stores you know they had to hunt sometimes for 12 hours a day Mm. you know 16 hours a day and then just to eat once you know there was no fridge to store the food there was you had to try to try and preserve it in different ways but almost every day there was a hunt so you had the exercise process you went through the process of fasting then you ate at that one time period and then you did it all over again they didn't have a, a supermarket where food no. was readily available 24-7. No, nope, didn't have that. It's crazy. It's no. great. We really, I go into a supermarket now and I just look around and I think this is unbelievable. Um, you know, just to, the, to imagine, if you actually think about it for a second, it's crazy that we have food available mm. any, and it gets delivered now. Um, <laughs> going to the supermarket even. is the new exercise. <laughs> Exactly. Not going. <laughs> that's the bad part. You know, delivering it, having it ordered, you've taken away the walk. That's you know? it. That's so, it. Yeah, it's, it's important. You've got to get into it. Absolutely. Mm. Uh, we've got questions uh, that are also coming in. Mikhail, behind uh, yeah. the camera there. So, uh, Maria, from the uh, before the break, she says, thank you very much for your advice. Oh, very sure. helpful. Uh, Doris um, asks a question. She says, I always get pain in my left arm whenever I go out without uh, go without food for over seven to eight hours. So I actually don't try fasting anymore except once a year. Why is this pain occurring? All right. Yeah. So that that one's a bit more of a hard one to answer because your body sends you signals all the time. Um, when we're told about pains down the left arm, usually that's uh, associated and linked to the cardiovascular system. So, firstly, I would say definitely worth getting that checked out. It could be tight nerves it could sorry it could be nerves it could be tight muscles around the neck uh, it could be a hormonal thing um and if it is a hormonal issue again when you're going through that period of fasting your body's finding a way to try and rebalance these hormones you know if your hormones are out of whack at the time this can have an effect um so my my advice would be 100 get this checked out it's nothing i would say to be uh worried about in the imminent term because it's happening when you're physically doing something as opposed to happening every single day mm. um but definitely get that checked out it could be what i've mentioned it's a signal of something all right okay good advice i hope that helps uh there doris if you've got a question uh for mike and viv do send it through on instant message or 4215 or 
for Etsasarat or T022 for do as well. Um, exercise is super important in this whole uh, equation, really, of uh, renewal of cells, of achieving our health goals, al- alongside uh, intermittent fasting as well, Viv. Yeah, so um, there are so many benefits that you can get from exercise, from um, lowering the blood pressure to better weight control to uh, better sleep. Um, just, just it's basically endless. But in terms of the types of exercise that you want to focus on, uh, you want to try and do like aerobic exercise. So just get your heart moving. And obviously a, a, a benefit is offset of that is a a stronger heart Mm -hmm. um but try doing some walking running swimming you know even playing basketball anything that's you know active not necessarily while fasting because they that you know depending on the kind of fast that you're doing it depends yeah Yeah. actually there's again bringing it back to that caveman time remember you've got that period where when you sleep you're fasting anyway and if you extend that fast and you was to go out to hunt for your food, you're still doing that exercise. Mm-hmm. So there is such thing as fasted exercise and it depends on the individual um, and energy levels. I think it was Maria that mentioned her energy levels are low. Mm-hmm. That's when you wouldn't want to do anything too strenuous. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's okay to do the fasted exercise. Actually, that helps improve your insulin sensitivity. This is where exercise has the benefit. Uh, sorry, this is where the benefit of exercise comes in, especially for diabetics. Your focus is on becoming sensitive to that insulin so that it can do its job. You know, we, we I think earlier the doctor talked about the different types of diabetes, type 1, type 2. If you're type 1, yes, you have to have the injections. Type 2, your focus is on trying to become insulin sensitive. How can you make sure that your body is using this hormone properly to shut all the glucose out of your blood and go to where it needs to be, into mm. those muscles? Also, the exercise is a perfect way of balancing out your blood glucose levels. So um, if you're doing, for instance, strength training, you're using your muscles, it's very focused. Uh, I would recommend doing a lot of legs and glutes because they're your biggest uh, muscles. And um, so what you would need to do is you have to put that bl- uh, the excess sugar in your blood somewhere so it will go directly to your muscles after you work out. So it helps to level it out. I love it. Good advice. Uh, and uh, lots of more questions uh, coming in on uh, Insta Live. We are on Instagram Live. Do join us if you're not there already. Uh, more coming up on Life Beats after this. You're listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Talk about radio? It's Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Life Beats Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. 95. Yes, we are with Mr. and Mrs. Muscle talking all things health and fitness today. Uh, we're covering intermittent fasting and uh, exercise as well uh, while you're fasting, which is uh, has so many benefits uh, that we don't often get to think about. But this is I feel like it's a new trend that is is happening at the moment. So Uh, We're covering it today. Um, But as well, uh, lots of your comments and questions coming through on uh, not just fasting, not just diabetes. It is World Diabetes Day, but uh, also lots of other topics too. So keep them coming through. Um, But we've been talking about uh, the effects of exercise, how you feel, because um, something that we covered with Dr. Madani is stress the effects of stress on the body, how it can make you feel, not just how it can make you feel, but its effects on your health uh, and even uh, the ability to bring on something like diabetes earlier. So there are, it's, it's serious stuff. 
Um, which is why I want to know from the two of you, what makes you feel good and de-stress, Viv? So sorry. Um, <laughs> the way I de-stress is I like to do a little bit of hit training. I like to do several things, but um, if in terms of exercise, hit training. Um, so I'll bring myself up, get my heartbeat um, going, and sweat a little, and then I would do some stretching, so some yoga for about half an hour afterwards, and that will bring me back down to like a really zen, like really calm, and um, yeah. I will feel so much better. I'm so with you on that because I have to get it all out. I feel like, you know, with with the day, you know, just being so full of like a million different things to do, you need like that hit activity to just like get you into that state where it's just, it all builds up and then it all comes out. Yeah. yeah. And then you can chill. Uh, Mike, tell us what yours is. Yeah, my, mine is very, very different um, <laughs> to Viv's. Mine, I have two ways that I de-stress. One of them is having these small one-minute meditations uh, throughout the day where I just let my brain go to wherever it needs to go to. And the second one for me is, uh, believe it or not, watching cartoons, in particular anime. Um, but there's a reason I suggest this. It's not about staying inactive and sitting in front of a screen. It's more about the psychological effect of taking you to a place that you was once innocent and happy. And that I get immediate zen from going back to that place of innocence. So if, I, if anyone else was to do this, I would say... Your favorite song from you know 10 years back you know uh the the smell of something that you haven't smelt in a very long time uh this is a fantastic way to de-stress yourself without having to think about how to de-stress yourself that's stressful in itself yeah mikhail was one going yeah nod- actually, nodding along with you when you said anime <laughs> i, I want to add in i i am also i love anime it's one of my one of my meditations as well as um gaming Yes. And uh, in terms of music, for me, uh, I love listening to epic orchestral music, the, the kinds where, you know, the, the big, strong music, the, yeah, the, the, the trumpets, the, love the, it. the, oh, yeah, the big choirs, like, uh, just like that kind Take of the battle music. So like, the waves. Yeah. I love this. For me, it's my de-stress. <laughs> yeah. yeah, very cool. Very cool. We love it. We'd love to know what, how you de-stress as well. Do text us in about that. Um, something that I, I really like that you said as well, Viv, is um, just pottering around the house. Yes, yeah. So yeah. I tidy. Yeah. Um, uh, usually wash up or fold clothes or just, yeah, just small little bits and pieces here and there and I would have music on as well and I would dance and I would sing even if Mike's moaning at me (laughs) but I will be in my own little zone I'll put my headphones in and I'll have a little jiggle and I'll enjoy it and the music as well is really important like you were saying um it's powerful music it's something that's empowering and makes you feel strong and just amazing and it like it doesn't even have to have words it's just I don't know, the, 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 the feeling, emotion. yeah. Something that, that moves you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's got to be something that moves you. And and that's really important because, um, you know, we talk about those things as chores and we don't, actually, they're really important. Like, yep. you know, sometimes when you think, oh, I'm going to get in, stuck into that cupboard that's just been, you know, wanting to be, you know, cleared out for the last six months or whatever it is. Do your spring cleaning. Actually, that has amazing psychological effects and you'll be amazed by how good it makes you feel. You were talking about, um, your mental clutter, Mike, yes. as well, and how that can even stop you from benefiting from exercise or diet if you've got a lot of that going on. Yeah. Um, you know, bringing it back to the mental congestion, I believe everything starts from within. Yeah. And if you are mentally congested, your priorities are usually way off, off base. You, you won't prioritize exercise. You know, mess might build up around you. There's just so much going on. 
But the effect it physically has is it causes you to stress more, which causes you to release, again, the hormone cortisol. And everybody's heard of this, you know, hormone. It's a steroid hormone that we produce naturally. It has its job to do, and its job is to help regulate your metabolism, regulate your blood sugar levels, and control your water and salt balance. Now, you can imagine if you overproduce in this, then it's not going to do a good job of regulating that blood sugar levels. Mm. It's going to cause you to have more blood buildup, sorry, uh, sugar buildup inside your blood. This is one of those precursors to diabetes. And if you already have diabetes and you're overstressing, again, this is just making the situation worse. So number one is find a way to de-stress. Clear that mental clutter. Do a mental a dump. Oh, that's it. Do a big mental dump. Just drop it all off. Get rid yeah. of it. Get it off get your Get a plate. piece of paper. Write it all down. Everything that's, that's in your mind. Really, I, I just, especially before you go to bed. Oh, oh mm-hmm. that's very important. Yeah. You know, just to, because you're thinking, if you're, especially if you're a mom, oh, I've got to do this tomorrow and I've got to make an appointment for the dentist for the kids and I've got to do this. <laughs> like, there's a lot that's going on. Write it all down, especially before you go, or any time of the day. Just get it out there. It's funny you said that um, about just before bed. Actually, this is the most important time or one of the most important times to do it. And the reason I say that is sleep is one of the uh, only things that helps to metabolize cortisol, that hormone. So if you're stressed before bed, you're not getting that good sleep. You're not even breaking down that cortisol. It's just staying, building up. You're waking up again. You're like, oh, I didn't do this yesterday. You always feel worse. Oh, man, all the time. When you wait, like yeah. you think, oh, I've, I've had my six, seven, eight hours of sleep. But somehow you feel worse. Is that why? Yes, this is this would be reasons why not de-stressing before sleep. You know, keeping the brain too active as well. Blue screens, watching something just before sleeping. Your brain activity stays on. Even if you think that that it's shutting down, you're just keeping active. You're overworking. So take a break, people. Take a break. Chill. Um, It's chill chill time. (laughs) Oh, I love it, guys. Thank you so much. Another fantastic show with you Thank both. Thank you for having us. Thank We're going to have you back again next week. But uh, if you missed any part of the show, it will be podcast. It's going to be up uh, and you can go back and listen to it, share it. Uh, especially that last bit. God, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so thank you both so much. That's thank it you. for Life Beats today. We're going to be back again with you tomorrow from 10 a.m. Make sure you join us then. This is Pulse 95. Pulse 95. It's a Shasha story.